Welcome to Jeopardites, a podcast that delivers thought-provoking ideas and meaningful debates from the iconic Z Jeopard Literature Festival. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. If you've been following our show over the last few months, you'll know that we've produced over 50 episodes of the show by now, so that's very exciting. And we've given you conversations with the festival directors, we've given you exclusive content that isn't available anywhere else besides the show, and we've also given you live sessions from JLF when it happened back in January in Jaipur. Now, I'm very excited to tell you that even though Jaipur is a couple months behind us now, we're now moving into the next phase of the JLF story. And two of their next festivals will be happening this June. The first one is from June 14th to 16th in London at the at in London at the British Library. And the second one is the weekend after that in Belfast uh, from June 21st to 23rd, I believe. And in this episode that you're about to listen to, I sat down with one of the co-founders and festival directors of JLF, uh, of all the festivals they do around around the year, uh, Namata Gokhale, who you may remember from one of the earlier episodes when we sat down before Jaipur happened. So I went to Namata's house earlier this week and we sat down, we did a quick review of what she what thought she had of uh, this festival uh, that happened in January in Jaipur and what's on the agenda for the upcoming two festivals in London and Belfast, what sessions you have to look forward to, where they are now, what goes in the planning really in the behind the scenes of uh, how these things are put together, what kind of thinking she brings to the mix as a festival director compared to what you heard last week. Um, in the last episode that we did with William Darrenpole. So really exciting episode with some really fun tidbits of how these this festival has become so huge and so popular and so important. Basically, we have a lot of amazing stuff planned for the Jeopardites podcast for the rest of the year. So So make sure that you've subscribed to wherever you like listening to podcasts. And without further ado... Here's my conversation with Namita Gokhale. So I am absolutely delighted by the way Jaipur Literature Festival 2019 took off um, because uh, many of the themes I was passionate about mm-hmm. played out with, with great intensity for the audiences and for the speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've mentioned before, I am a writer and I've worked extensively on myth, written six or seven books around mm-hmm. myth, reinterpreting myth in contemporary India. But I am exhausted by the past. Mm-hmm. There's a song by Paul McCartney written decades ago, mm-hmm. which says, how can I go forward if I don't know which way I'm facing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing with India, yeah. that we can't live only in the past. And uh, the tendency not to look at the future mm-hmm. in terms of the present is alarming. 
yeah. for such a, a intelligent um, population as ours. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I made it a point uh, to push a lot of scientific thought and scientific communication yeah. into the sessions. Mm -hmm. So there was Sir Venki Ramakrishnan, yeah. who's a Nobel laureate, yes. and who spoke so movingly about genetics and science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the absolutely inspirational Prayamvada Natarajan. Mm -hmm. And Priya has just now been recognized with the first photographs of the black hole coming up. Yeah. She's seen as one of the inspirations between visualization and understanding of right, black right. holes. She's a Delhi girl with a fascinating backstory. And so many other such sessions mm -hmm. on making science uh, accessible, mm -hmm. on artificial intelligence, yeah. uh, which is a theme I want to continue in the future, mm -hmm. because I'm reasonably convinced mm -hmm. that the stories of the future mm -hmm. will be aggregated and written mm -hmm. as much by artificial intelligence mm -hmm. as by individuals. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, my usual passions for the Indian language, for literature, all these things played out. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of young writers and speakers. I am both fascinated and alarmed by how many novels, actual novels, uh, are being written by uh, young people under 12. Yeah, yeah. It is, I think the youngest person at JLF was had been attending the festival for five, six years. That's Zuni Chopra. And she's, right. She wrote her first novel at 12. She's now 17. Okay, and, right, and, right. And she's moved on to do a lot of things. Yeah. But there were a lot of young writers. Hmm. They are constantly in touch with me around India, people with young manuscripts, uh, young um, people with manuscripts, mm -hmm. or with published books. Yeah. And self-published books, and sometimes through publishers. And I actually discourage them, mm -hmm. because I tell them, please don't start writing unless you have read. You must always mm. have read more than you have written. True, because true. It's, it's very easy to think that you have the last, first and last original ideas in the world. Yeah, yeah. But it's been done before. <laughs> Absolutely. And so they get a little disappointed. But yeah, yeah. that's my point of view. Yeah, yeah. First read, then write. I had a, when I was 13, I picked up the entire Lord of the Rings volume. Yes. And first I read The Hobbit, and then I read Lord of the Rings. And then I was like, okay, fantasy, done. I've read the best one. Then I picked up, and I love science fiction so much, I picked up the Hitchhiker's Guide series. Oh. And after that, I couldn't even think about writing for four years. Then until I was 18, because I was like, no one can do better than that. No one can get science fiction better than that. And it took me a while to be like, oh, I can have a voice if I just keep reading. I'll find my own. By, by going through all this material. So I can certainly... Yes, that is the process of discovery. To, yeah. I can relate to what you said. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I did the Mahabharat for young readers mm -hmm. for Penguin mm -hmm. about 12, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, 14 mm -hmm. years ago. I can't even remember by now. <laughs> and um, this has become a bit of a classic because of the beautiful illustrations and the way it tells the story simply. Mm -hmm. That was a turning point in my life and I couldn't write a line for two years after that. Because I also felt everything that needs to be written is already written there. Right, right. Why am I bothering to tell these stories when they've been told with such um, exactitude? Because the, the range of characters and ethical choices and situations in the Mahabharata is mm -hmm. so staggering. Mm -hmm. So I, I relate to true, what you're true. saying. So, so mm -hmm. therefore, the Jaipur Literature Festival is, is trying very hard to make people yeah. read, not just to listen. 
but to go back and read the books in detail mm-hmm. because at the moment I feel there's a lot of uh, shoddy self-expression mm-hmm. that passes for writing and literature right, in right. India, mm. maybe around the world, but certainly in India. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that is because the it's become easier to publish mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people I know are more eager to be projected as writers mm-hmm. than to be actually writing. Yes, and whereas yes. there are all kinds of brilliant writers who are so obsessed by their writing that they don't have time for projecting it. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so in the Jaipur Festival, we try to take over these imbalances. Right, right. And, and those people who are writing well but are not projecting themselves, we give them that platform yeah, to yeah. be able to share their work. Um, as usual, my co-director, William Dalrymple, came up with a very, very good list a very good international list. I also had my own international list. And then we have a lot of emphasis, as you know, on arts and mm-hmm. history and literature and every aspect. Yeah. It's, it's nothing human is alien to me, as they say. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was a wonderful year. We had a lot on gender equity, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. We had um, the wonderful Suhaila Abdul Ali talking about yes. what do we talk about when we talk about rape. And, and she talked about this in a way that was rational, that was convincing, because the gender divides that have come up need to be bridged. Mm-hmm. But while they are, they need to be bridged with understanding on both sides. And mm-hmm. so I think a um, series of sessions mm-hmm. on from 377 to section 377 on the homosexual, decriminalizing homosexuality, and uh, the rainbow readings that we did, all these looked at gender and new uh, sexual identities, mm-hmm. porous sexual identities, uh, through many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also a very important year for India's democracy, as this year is. Yeah. And uh, it w- we were celebrating in January 70 years of um, the uh, Election Commission of India. And... Um, as we speak, the world's largest democracy is uh, going yeah, in for the yeah. uh, general election. But we had two very important sessions, one with S.Y. Qureshi, and the, who was the former election commissioner, and his book and a panel around it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one by Naveen Chawla and his book on the election process mm-hmm. uh, with Mr. N. Ram. So these, these were very mm-hmm. important sessions on uh, the election process mm-hmm. and the spirit of a vibrant democracy in India. And and what um, other roadblocks it faces. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a wonderful writer called Andrew Sean Greer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who wrote metafiction yeah. about the whole process of writing about writing. Yes. So uh, we writers are a little uh, narcissistic, self-obsessed, <laughs> and he, he had a very funny but very serious take on, right. on writing about writing, as, as did Anita Nair, who was with him who's a wonderful uh, Malayalam English writer. Mm-hmm. And she had written a very tragic book about writing called uh, Eating Wasps. There was a very, very, very strong um, section on Dalit writing this mm-hmm. year. And um, there was um, a new landscape of rural and urban Dalit writers who spoke about their concerns, their preoccupations, their hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since uh, 2011, mm-hmm. when I had the first focus on Dalit writing, a lot of Dalit writers um, 
have been talking about the transformative literature of their movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very honored and flattered. They've always looked at the Jaipur Festival mm -hmm. as a space they can call their own. Right. They say they do not face the usual condescension or distance there. Mm -hmm. and, and they. Uh, I also make sure that we invite uh, all threads and strands of thought. Mm -hmm. So this year, there was Shivraj Singh Bechen. Um, in Hindi, there was Ramesh Patange from Maharashtra. There was Desraj Kali, who was returning again for the third time from Punjab. And there was the great Kancha Elaya Shepherd, mm -hmm. um, on who launched his new book there. And uh, there was Manuranjan Byopari who was there last year. Yeah. And Manuranjan's story is actually quite fascinating because Manuranjan has been writing for many years. He was a refugee from Bangladesh. He came to India as a Dalit writer and found to his shock that there was a very strong discrimination against uh, the Dalit community, mm -hmm. which continued. Uh, and he went to jail for various reasons, which I won't go into now. When he, he learned to read and write in jail. When he came out of jail, he was a rickshaw puller. He, he had as a passenger the legendary writer Mahashweta Devi. Mm -hmm. She pushed him to begin writing because he asked her the meaning of some word and she was intrigued. Mm -hmm. So he began writing for a journal that she edited. Mm -hmm. And he has written seven or eight books. Yeah. And when we showcased him and his first auto, his autobiography in its first English translation, mm -hmm. um, it, it made such an impact mm -hmm. that uh, very soon after that, uh, Amazon bought his book in mm -hmm. eight languages, mm -hmm. all his books. Yeah. And he came this year to celebrate this. Yeah. And at the age of 75, yeah. now for the first time, he can be a full-time writer yeah. without having to do a second job right. uh, for a living. Yeah. In yeah. his case, he was a cook in a government school, cooking lunch for the classes. Mm -hmm. But now he's writing. And, and, and so, as I said, uh, Dalit write, literature itself is transformative. Mm -hmm. It asserts, it looks back, mm -hmm. it looks forward. But his experience at our festival was transformative. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also the Jaipur Bookmark, yeah. uh, which is an integral part of the festival. And this looks at the world of publishing, of rights, of translations, because, as you know, India is a very complex linguistic map. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we have 22 national languages, four classical languages, hundreds and thousands, literally, of dialects mm -hmm. and um, mother tongues. So um, it's very important to project and translate these languages and mm -hmm. have conversations between them, which is one of the reasons why the Jaipur bookmark was set up. And so translation is always an important theme. Mm -hmm. We have the Romain Rolland Prize for translation from French situated mm -hmm. in the Jaipur bookmark, French into any Indian language. We have the Vani Prakashan Prize honoring a distinguished translator. So mm -hmm. there, there is always place yeah. for that. We also have a wonderful prize on book covers. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with the Oxford Bookstore first cover prize, we have the Satya Prize for poetry. So... All these things try to um, platform and showcase and um, appreciate mm -hmm. all the talent um, in different fields that is going around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as I said, it, it was a wonderful year. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, I always call it the Mahakumbh of literature. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we had a session on the Kumbh Mela, which was going on simultaneously. Yeah, it was and the first return after so many years. Of well, actually, six years. So it yeah. was actually Ardha Kumbh, not to Mahakumbh. <laughs> but yeah. a Kumbh is a Kumbh. Yeah. And the Jaipur Literature Festival is the Jaipur Literature Festival. And I'm right. sure we'll return in greater, with greater energy and strength in 2020. Yeah, that, I mean, um, it's it's amazing to see that even on the last day when Sanjay took the stage to thank everyone, he already had the dates. Like, that's because it takes such a long time to yes. plan something like this. I actually want to move uh, towards how JLF has become, it has its international legacy now. There, why did this idea come about uh, between festival directors and producers that we need to, there's there's a demand for this and we need to go outside? Well, and, there was uh, no travel. need, there was no demand. There was just, it was very spontaneous, what you call sahaj in Hindi. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wanted us to have editions outside India. Mm-hmm. Uh, we began with the London editions. Then Boulder, the city of Boulder, asked yeah. us to bring the festival there. Yeah. And we now have editions, uh, I'm proud to say, in London for the sixth year, mm-hmm. uh, the third year in the British Library, uh, South Bank before that. We have our first edition in Belfast, mm-hmm. and I'm deeply interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you more about the excitement in yeah. a bit. Let me do my roll call of festivals yes. and then there, there is <laughs> there then we have Houston yeah in September yeah uh, followed by um, New York mm-hmm. followed by Boulder mm-hmm. followed by Toronto yeah so Toronto's new this year uh, Toronto well. is yeah. the first time this year yeah. Houston is in its second year mm. New York is in its third year mm. and uh, Boulder I think is in its fifth year mm. so if they all Blooming at different yeah. seasons and times. And then, of course, in November, we have Adelaide. Yeah. And um, there are two or three other festivals, uh, apart from teamwork, yeah. which I help out with and advise, mm-hmm. such as the Mountain Echoes in Bhutan, mm-hmm. a tiny little festival in my hometown of Nainital, mm-hmm. and um, some others. Mm-hmm. And all these help me to listen in. Yeah. Because, you know, the problem is that in the festival which I curate, mm-hmm. I, I'm so caught up in the machinery mm-hmm. that sometimes uh, I don't have enough time to listen in, to talk to writers, yeah. to, which is a very important part of the whole process. True, true. So in these other festivals, I, I, I get to say, oh, that session was wonderful, we must have that writer, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And in all these festivals, especially the Jaipur Festival, I think one of the greatest takeaways is the time spent in the evenings together, the informal camaraderie that comes up, mm-hmm. the sharing of ideas and notes. Yeah. Uh, there's a community of writers that are somehow bonded with Jaipur Literature Festival, with the JLF editions. Mm-hmm. And they are there around the world and they share our concerns mm-hmm. and our enthusiasm mm-hmm. for a democratic platform. For a little spontaneity, mm-hmm. they are not just marketing exercises, yeah, but they yeah. are opportunities for people to talk to each other, yeah, yeah. Uh, and not from any particular point of view. Yeah, uh, because I am a person with very few personal convictions. Mm-hmm. I believe in just justice. I believe in truth, but I do believe that different people can have different truths, mm-hmm. and um, the essential ideas of justice will remain the same around the world. But People are often 
uh, programmed by mm -hmm. their upbringing. Mm -hmm. And reading is one way to deprogram them mm -hmm. and for them to really enter other situations, other ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's why the literature is, is the daily vitamin pill mm -hmm. for a truly global world, okay. unless we have to revert to a sort of fierce tribalism. Mm -hmm. the, so London is the next upcoming festival at the British Library, I believe June 14th to 16th. Where are we right now in terms of the behind the scenes, what's going well, on the with the Well, the programming is, is more or less done. Mm -hmm. It is now the nuancing. Uh, we get a lot of feedback from writers. So mm -hmm. we've written into people, they know what their sessions are about. Mm -hmm. They are still responding because we spent an infinite amount of time and we have patience always mm -hmm. for behind the scenes conversations and changes. And the more we invest in the programming in mm -hmm. terms of time and energy, the more the writers in turn mm -hmm. uh, bring into it. Mm -hmm. They don't come just with a set spiel, they think about it yeah. and they reach out to the audiences in a different way. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that all our festivals, the audiences also have a very special quality. Yeah. And um, they also come with preparation, with expectation. So the energy that is generated yeah, between yeah. all these things yeah. is, is euphoric. Yeah. It is actually euphoric. There are a lot of sessions around cities. Mm -hmm. We have Tristram Hunt and Shashi Tharoor uh, in conversation with Shabani Basu on cities and empire. We have the wonderful Ben Judah talking about writing London. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a lot on India and empire. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an incredible amount of writing been done on the Jallianwala Bagh mm -hmm. and uh, there are two or three sessions that look at those days. Yeah. The session on the British Raj, the beginning of the end mm -hmm. with uh, Anita Anand and Kim Wagner and others on on the time when self-recognition could but did not come to the mm -hmm. colonial masters mm -hmm. about the lands that they were crossing. There's Navdeep, uh, Navdeep Suri yeah. has translated a beautiful poem by his grandfather called Nanak Singh, who was one of the most famous writers of the age, who wrote, who was there at Jallianwala Bagh and who wrote it then. Wow. And the poem was banned. Wow. And um, he speaks about this poem. And it's interesting that Justin Rowlett, whose ancestor uh, was responsible for the Rowlett Act, yeah. is also written an introduction to the, to the poem. Any connection to B. Rowlett? Yeah, B's yeah. husband. Oh, <laughs> B is very much a part B was, of our uh, festival. Was and uh, in, in Jaipur as well. Always. I did see a lot of going through the speakers list for London and even Belfast. A lot of familiar names from just this past yes. festival. It's like they they want a reunion of some sort. No, of, these of communities the built up. And yeah. anyway, what we have got for Jaipur is contemporary. So, yeah. but there are a lot of old names also. People yeah, who are yeah. coming after a long time. Yeah. There's um, a session on Guru Nanak because it is the uh, anniversary, 550th anniversary of um, Guru Nanak, and session called Traveler, Poet and Philosopher, Guru Nanak, with Navtej Sarna, who mm. has uh, been a High Commissioner in London before, but who, whose knowledge of um, Sikh history is quite mm. unparalleled. And there's a book I was involved with called The Begum, mm. and The Begum uh, was a biography of Rana Liaquat Ali, who was the first first lady, the pioneering first lady of Pakistan. Mm. It's a fascinating story because she spent, she lived for 88 years in 
six months, mm -hmm. 44 years and three months of this were lived in India, mm. and uh, 44 years and three months in Pakistan. Wow. So we have an Indian person writing, Deepa Agarwal has written her life in India, mm. and uh, Tehmima Aziz has written her life in Pakistan. Mm. So Tehmima right. Aziz Ayub's book and her book with a bridging introduction by me, mm. and an afterword by Leila Haroon. Uh, there's Eve was shamed, how justice fails women, with the wonderful Helena Kennedy and Sunita Tour in conversation with B. Rowlett. Uh, Venki Ramakrishnan talks about the gene machine, and uh, Marcus Dusatoy talks takes up again the theme of artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and creativity. Uh, I, I, there's just so much more. I won't go into mm -hmm. it in detail. Yeah. But there's cricket. There's Bollywood. There's monsoon ragas. Mm -hmm. Pico Iyer, the stellar Pico Iyer, yeah. comes and talks about his new book, uh, Autumn Light. Yeah. Then there is um, a session I am looking forward to again. It's called From Hieroglyphics to Emojis. Mm. It's about the history of, of writing. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, well, I, I won't give it all away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it'll be as good, if not better, mm -hmm. than our stellar session last year. When it comes to Belfast, which is the first year that will be happening in that city, how different is it to curate for a city for the first time compared to London, which has been happening for a few years? Like, what is it that you are hoping for to establish there? And what's, what's happening with that? I'm certain that uh, JLF at Belfast will be an extraordinary um, addition. Mm -hmm. The reasons being that we already are quite acquainted mm -hmm. with the absolutely inspirational and wonderful writing mm -hmm. that is happening out of Ireland. Mm. Uh, for the last four or five years, we've been particularly hosting writers from Ireland mm -hmm. in Jaipur. We also had a special session on Seamus Heaney there. Mm -hmm. and, and so those writers, many of our speakers this year, mm -hmm. are people who have come to Jaipur right, and, right. and got a hang of the way we do things, mm -hmm. of, of the Mela carnival yeah, feeling yeah. we bring to it. Uh, apart from that, um, Ireland is, uh, Northern Ireland is really in the eye of the storm just now mm -hmm. with the Good Friday Agreement and Brexit True. and uh, all these things bringing to the fore mm -hmm. uh, the concerns about identity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's a very important session on being both, mm -hmm. which is a very um, current subject mm -hmm. in um, the conflicted identity kits that people are building up there because everybody is figuring where it is that they really belong. Mm -hmm. uh, there's writing on my, my uh, Piquire will be coming with us again with his to uh, Ireland with his soothing touch. Mm -hmm. um, Navdeet Sarna will talk to Garrett Carr and others about walls and borders mm -hmm. which are around the world asserting themselves and, and the bridges between these walls and borders mm -hmm. that uh, writing and poetry and literature and culture do bring mm -hmm. wherever they go. My dear friend Michael MacDonald, who is deeply Irish but comes from Boston mm -hmm. and has written the inspirational all Souls, a book about the Irish community in Boston, mm -hmm. uh, will be also speaking about 
the international Irish community mm -hmm. around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, the first time through, one never knows. But yeah. we will be also spending time in the Seamus Heaney Center, mm -hmm. uh, celebrating poetry in its different forms and avatars. Mm -hmm. We'll also talk about Gandhi and nonviolence there. We will speak of Tagore and Yeats, mm -hmm. because the synergies uh, between Tagore and Yeats and uh, the platform that Yeats gave mm -hmm. to Tagore, which led indeed to his getting the Nobel Prize, mm -hmm. are a very important part of the Indian literary legacy. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm looking forward. I'll tell you more about it when I'm back. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Jepper Bites. Once again, I'm your host, Lakshtata. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform, in association with Teamwork Arts, the producers of the Z Jaipur Literature Festival and all the JLF festivals around the world. Yeah.